Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in america he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I'm telling you, Bonnie, I think it's good luck when your belly button itches. Just me. we got a lot to talk about. I mean a lot to talk about. First of all, you know my knee-jerk reaction is to always go after that dimwit that's destroying my country. Diapers. He's in... Uh, He's in Scotland, and Wolf Blitzer is a cool 50 miles away covering the story. Do you see that? That old man Wolf Blitzer was in the wrong part of Scotland? Ah, what's the difference? That's okay. It's, I expect nothing less from Wolf Blitzer, another 90-year-old. It's the age of cocoon, where these old son-of-a-guns are just destroying everything. Can you please retire? When I was a kid, everybody was looking forward to retirement, yet here we are. I got an 80-year-old speaker at a house in diapers. I got a president in diapers. I got Wolf Blitzer in diapers. I got, it's one giant Depends commercial. whole damn thing is, it's, it's, it's very upsetting. And then we have hope, right? We got hope. Keep hope alive. Remember Barack Obama? Hope and change. Yeah, that worked out real good. You have no hope or no change. You're busted. All because of Barack. We got him speaking on behalf of uh, McCulloch, Hillary Clinton, and the Clinton Foundation liaison. Bagman. Very, very rich. In fact, the, my, the greatest scam of all was the uh, $500,000 investment to get citizenship to the Chinese and to all of the enemies of the state that, that him and Hillary Clinton's dead brother, may he burn in hell for a thousand years, had that scam going. Then they went on to the green energy scam and then uh, the scam of the Virginia governor where he was an unmitigated failure. And it, it was so impressive for Democrats that they're, uh, they're considering putting him again because Democrats have no standards. Absolutely none. They don't even have a definition of failure. All they have is what's in it for me. The most selfish people in the world are socialists and Marxists and communists. See, because it's not, it's not the urgency to go get yourself a better life. It's how can you take it from somebody else and who can you use? As the extortionist, as the, as the gangster. They found a friend in government. They found a friend in any Democrat. So we're going to cover, and by the way, we've got some Democrats or some people who claim they voted for Diapers Biden who say they're going to vote for Youngkin. Let's see. She is a Fairfax County mom who says she's switching her vote this year, and she joins us now. Brianna, it's good to talk to you. So you have voted pretty reliably Democrat over the years. Uh, you voted for Joe Biden last year, but this year you've decided that you're going to support the Republican Glenn Youngkin. Why? Yeah, I knew going into this election that education was going to be a key component in my decision-making process. And looking at Glenn and hearing him I can't speak, stand how the Democrats hum when they talk. I can't take it. What is it? What, what, why are you humming? Just speak, lady. Speak. 
So we got another one. We got another one for you. Sandra Davis has joined us. Great to deal you in here, Sandra. You are a Democrat, lifelong Democrat, who is voting for Glenn Youngkin. Do you know of any other fellow Democrats following your lead? Oh, of course. Yes. I have a whole group of Dems for Glenn. And uh, when people hear that, they think that we're Russian trolls or um, dark propaganda. But we're real parents. Well, this is all good sign. It's a good sign. And by all accounts, he should do very, very well. But I remember L. Franken. I remember what happens in the voting scams and schemes of every Democrat mafia ghetto. They don't lose, even when they lose. People come out of the woodwork. People come out of the cemetery. People come out of the prisons. And they support the vote. But my favorite, the most obvious, the most obvious of all, isn't just diapers Biden meandering through embarrassing the hell out of our country in Europe. It's Al Franken. Al Franken was so blatantly obvious. And um, there's a common denominator between Al Franken and Terry McAuliffe, and that is an attorney named Mark Elias. Mark Elias, by the way, he looks just like you would think a Democrat lawyer would look, like one of those band roll-ons with two eyeballs. That's exactly how he looks. And he is a smarmy, dark money-ridden. He's got a pack that last year raised close to $1 billion, the most dark money in any election. Yes, and it was the Democrats. Go figure. By the way, I'm against it when the Republicans do it as well. But the Wall Street Journal, this is from 2008, because that's when really they broke our our electoral system or the integrity of it in any case. What they did here is they learned that you can pretty much cheat and get away with it if you have a good lawyer. And by the way, once they're in office, nothing, nothing happens. As the Wall Street Journal John Fund reports, Minnesota Democrat Al Franken's narrow 312 vote victory in 2008 over incumbent Senator Norm Coleman may have come as a result of being allowed to vote who under existing law shouldn't have been able to. Oh, my God. It's say it's not true. No, it's, it is true. Uh, the certificate of Franklin's victory came only after a series of recounts, all orchestrated by this ban roll on with eyeballs. Mark Elias suing and suing and suing and suing and finding votes and finding votes and making up votes. The list of those recorded as have voted in the election against what Fund calls criminal rap sheets, the group found in what appears to clearly warrant further an official inquiry, but by this time, he's already the senator, at least 341 convicted felons voted. So his victory was 312. Let's, let's talk slow. There might be a CPS student listening. His victory was 312, and yet 341 convicted felons voted. So right there, he's gone. Another 52 voted illegally, and they stopped the count at what was obviously a fraudulent senator who went on to do very big things like jam Obamacare down your throat. And I picked that orifice very specifically because I was tempted to go with the schwenker, but I didn't. Down your throat. Jammed it down your throat. And that's the bigger picture. So right now, what they stand, you think this is an election about Virginia. You think it's an election about critical race. And that's all great talking points. This is about the BBB, the Build Back Better. Build Back Better, Build Back Marxism. Make America last. Make sure it can never raise its head. Make sure that the collective Democrat Marxist 
tyrannical government is in there forever. So there's large forces. You think Mark Elias just went there because his old Clinton sycophant bag man needed his help? I don't think so. What we're up against is a movement of fascism, the Fourth Reich, and they are not going to sit idly by. You could have all the Democrats that say they're voting in the world, and they may, and they may, and I think he's going to win if it was a legitimate election. But the system has been broken for decades. Now the cheating has been perfected. And by the time you get the evidence, guess what? They're in, and we have no way to get them out. No way. Then Al Franken went on to do such great things. In fact, I looked. I scoured. Six years. Al Franken, I mean, aside from feeling up the photographer, six years. What was Al Franken's biggest achievement as a senator? Hi, this is Al Franken. You may not realize that many of the household items stored under your sink can be very dangerous very if dangerous. you or your child ingests them. That's why the phone number for poison control should always be posted on your refrigerator. And now, during this... By the way, when I first heard this, I thought it was a Saturday Night Live bit. This is a sitting senator. Go on, Democrats. Dangerous time on your TV. 1-800-222-1222 is the number to call if someone in your home drinks or eats poison. No standards. None. A sitting senatorable. Senator, this is how they get that honorable in front of their name. He, after all, he tells you what to do when you're ingesting poison. And then we have the Democrats, the level of, of, of just how low they really are never ceases to amaze me. So yesterday after the show, I was hungry, right? Little argument with the wife so she doesn't cook when she's mad at me. She doesn't cook, doesn't cut my hair. These are things we go through. Then we patch it up. 22 years of this bliss. It's wonderful. And I love her to death. Nobody else could tolerate me. She's truly a saint. But I know when I'm arguing, I'm on my own for dinner. So I wanted to get a burrito because I love a steak burrito. So in Elmwood Park, you know, there's Gringo and Blondies. So they're closed. I didn't believe they were closed. I had to go pull on the door myself. So I pulled up, and here's a roach. Just takes a bag of food that he must have been done with, roach, throws it on the street. Just throws it on the street. And as he's getting in the car, I said, let me guess, Democrat? And he looks at me. And I knew he was a Democrat. Because that's how they like to live. I mean, after all, take a drive through some of these Democrat strongholds. Take a drive through Chicago. Take a drive through some of the other neighborhoods you know that are ruled by Democrats. And you see what wonderful people they are. And here's the, here's the reality. Cory Bush is an example of how stupid you can be and still be elected to Congress. I thought Al Franken was a good example, but Al Franken looks like Socrates next to St. Louis's Democrat Cory Bush. She's got some tips for you. In case you're thinking about molesting women or what to do if you really want to molest a woman, there's other ways you can do it. St. Louis and I rise, many of, us, many of us being survivors of sexual harassment and violence, because we are tired of victim blaming. We're tired of being told that if we had just done this or done that, it wouldn't have happened to us. We're tired of being told to feel guilty about what we wore or what we said. We're tired of our truth being dismissed. Somebody elected the Congress. Today, I rise. She rises. To change the narrative and give some tips instead for how to prevent sexual violence. Get out your pens. This is important. If you're thinking about putting drugs in someone's drink, don't. 
Check. If you can't keep yourself from committing sexual assault, always have a trusted friend by your side Ooh. to stop you from committing sexual assault. Check. If you encounter someone Wait. who is drunk. Somebody get my friend Pete on the line. Pete, if I'm ever talking about raping somebody, would you please would you please talk me out of it? Ivan, call me up. Say, look, don't do it. More. Unconscious or asleep. Do not commit sexual assault. No. If a woman's sleeping, person. don't rape her. Don't. If you see someone walking by themselves, just leave them alone. Leave them. Don't rape them. If you're worried about committing sexual assault. Uh-huh. This is a good one. Make sure you wear something that will remind you not to. Don't wear rape Like bands. a sign or a sticker. Don't rape sleeping woman you on your you band. you commit sexual assault, always carry a whistle. A whistle. When you find yourself about to commit sexual gonna... assault, blow the whistle blow the until whistle. someone else stops you. I could take my pants off or survival, blow the whistle. survivor of sexual violence, uh-huh. know that no matter how hard the media or your peers or uh-huh. your family or others try to make you feel that what happened to you was your fault, yeah, it was not. Because if my daughter comes home and says she was raped, the first thing I'm going to say, it's your fault. What kind of scum are we living with? I say this. It was not your fault. Know that your congresswoman is working every day to build a world where sexual violence no longer exists. A world where survivors. Except when Joe Biden raped the girl that worked for him. Remember that? Then just have. Here's another tip for you Democrat men out there who like to rape union bosses out there and whatnot. Have enough clout. To squash the trial like Joe Biden and like Bill Clinton. That's what you really need. Right, Cori Bush, you moron, you dimwit, you buffoon. Are protected where we have access to the care that we need, which includes abortion care. Yeah. A world where Let's not forget. If all else fails, you kill that little son of a bitch because that's your right. You believe what we're living with? This is a congresswoman. This, This idiot, this idiot is writing law. To blame the survivors is replaced with one to provide healing and care. Know that in this moment that I love you and that there are others here who love you and want to make sure you are healthy and you are protected. We see you. We hear you. We love you. And thank you to the advocates for giving us all these great tips. And thanks for the morons who would vote for these idiots. Really, what you've done to our country is knock it down not just by your IQ points, but you've given justification to morons writing laws and taking away our freedoms. 312-642-5600. All right, ladies. If you go on a first date, check somebody's pockets. If they're carrying a whistle, excuse yourself. I think I just saw like a vice president for the organization with a whistle going down the hallway. I don't know. Price of whistles going through the roof. These morons. It does explain why they vote for absolute and total liars and frauds, though, because if you're dumb enough to support that imbecile, you're probably going to be happy to vote for McAuliffe. After all, he's just a crook. He talks about critical race theory. Let's be clear, folks. Critical race theory has never been taught in the Commonwealth of Virginia. He says. Now, everybody knows, by the way, everybody knows the only benefit to the outrageous reaction by politicians to shut down life is that we finally got to see exactly what goes on in these classrooms. Not only have they been, do they teach it now? They have been teaching it for decades. That's how you got a bunch of these idiots walking around willing to listen to you morons. You got a bunch of kids 
Little boys and little girls confused about if they're boys or girls. It's because of you and your party. That's why. Because this is what you've been indoctrinating them with. Because the Marxist mafia is a real thing. It's existed for decades. And now those chickens have come home to roost. Right? Reverend Wright? It's hard to say that. Right? Twice. Two times. All right, let's go to the phone lines. I predict, even though the Republican youngkin will win, McCullough will be sworn in. That's what I predict. What do you predict? Don in Blue, or Rolling Meadows, excuse me. Don. Hi, Sean. Love your show. Thank you. I bro. thought Hank Johnson's comment about Guam tipping over was the stupidest thing to come out of Congress. <laughs> yeah, that was very they're chipping, they're chipping away at that really hard. Wear something now. Don, I, do, I, I really implore you. I don't know. How old are you, Don? 58. Now, in the 80s, in the 90s, what did you wear to prevent yourself from raping women? What was it? Was it a wristband? Was it a headband in the 80s? Were you like Richard Simmons? What exactly did you wear to prevent yourself from raping women? Or do you have an IQ over 40? I have the IQ over 40 <laughs> going for me. Don, thank you, brother. I look forward to meeting you in the camps. Thank you so much. Jim. What is this, Watusa? Hey. Hi, Jim. Hi. Uh, hi. Uh, I don't know what this um, That is pretty funny stuff. And it's just, it's so far out that it's just so mind-boggling how this can be still presented by people. By the way, this is in the halls of Congress. See, this is what they do. They get up and they have minutes to speak. This is in the halls of Congress. She is in the chamber. She, she could speak about any of, anything she wants to speak about. And this is what this idiot chose to run on and speak about. With everything going on yeah. in St. Louis, which is a sewer. Hate to break it to you, St. Louis. Uh, You're a sewer. A point that, uh, I got a point here. All right. I think what's going on in, in these kinds of people is that they're, they're typically very um, much lacking faith and, uh, and integrity. And, and I think because it's the, the lack of internal strength, that they're desperate to be in control. Well, Jim, so, it, it could that, be the old adage, when you pay people to be bad, they will be bad. When you pay people to be uneducated, they will be uneducated. When you pay people to be losers, they will be losers. I mean, this is the system that LBJ wanted. He got what he wanted. He predicted what a strong welfare system that enticed good people to make the choice of either going to work for less money in some cases or barely more or stay home and be a loyal block of the Democrat Party? What would they choose? And unfortunately, this works across channels. Because believe me, this is regardless of race. If you can't see what's going on with the Democrat Party, congratulations, their scheme worked on you. Jim, you know I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate the call. we got one of our regulars in who insists he's funny in face of no one laughing. David in Lansing. Oh, hey, Sean. Um I just happened to see a movie a couple of days ago, not at my house, but... Yeah, no uh, kidding. Elf, no TV, no internet. I don't even... I think you're calling me from the last payphone in Lansing. Go ahead. Uh, I'm, on a, I'm on a can with a string. Yeah. You got the other end? Go ahead. All right. So uh, in the film Trading Places, Al Franken played a drunk dock worker at a train station who very, wanted to very try uh, animal tranquilizer. Isn't, it, isn't that ironic? Yeah. Anyway, um, with the dock shut down... Anyway, uh, there's the joke. Build back better. Dun, dun. Build, Go ahead. Build back better. Uh, did you notice that it has the same acronym 
initials as Better Business Bureau. Is that subliminal messaging for dumb, dim-witted Democrats? So, no. so they would. I don't know, Dave, but thank you for answering me a question I've always pondered: Why are there no comedy clubs in Lansing? Thank you, David. My oh my! Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. We'll be back. Man, oh man! I think they had unisex bathrooms back then. Gender neutral. Were the Anderson sisters, are you sure there isn't one brother stuck in there? Would you know? I don't know. Might have happened. Who knows? But I'll tell you, reporting was different back then. Probably wouldn't have stood for this, and they definitely wouldn't have uh, stood for what's going on with these vaccines. Falsified data. Pfizer vaccine trial had major flaws, whistleblower tells Peer Review Journal. Another, another scandal we now know. From, uh, what was that, 10 days ago where that woman in the size 16 yoga pants was running away from the reporter after the insider at Moderna had said there's baby aborted material in the vaccine. She ran away for the first time in her life, jogged. That and uh, all kinds of scandals. Well, now they're going after our kids. And I had said in passing, my nieces aren't going to tolerate this. Nothing's going in my, I guess they'd be great nieces and nephews. Nothing. Nothing's going to go in, and I will help them in any way I can. Guess what? There's other people that feel this way. One of them is Molly McShane. She is promoting a worldwide walkout to take place tomorrow, I believe, at the Thompson Center. Hi, Molly. How are you? I'm well, Sean. How are you? I'm glad that you're doing this. I mean, I really mean it. This is something my mother would have done. And I like the idea that there are mothers like you out there versus those John Denver lookalikes in Oak Park with their no toenail polish shoving vaccines in their kids' arms. So this is a good thing. It's a great thing. And let me tell you, it's not just mothers. It's many people in Illinois from, you know, it's the working class. It's the Chicago Police Department that are participating, the Chicago Fire Department, parents, kids. I mean, it's we're mad. And we are that going to take this anymore so tomorrow we're going to be down at the thompson center at 11 30 a.m and we're expecting a huge turnout so now let me play devil's advocate for you all right because i like this argument now you have to keep in mind just today i'm in an office building and i don't wear a mask or anything i'm in the elevator and this scrawny little democrat looks at me and i'm on the elevator and she she says to me i'll wait for the next one i don't care what you do lady you could go in the parking lot set yourself on fire i don't care i'm going up you know, that's my attitude. So I don't give a rip about other people. I'll be very frank. I think society works better when I do things for me and they do things for them. I like this. I've never liked this new utopia where I have to put things in my body and my child's body for the betterment of others. I like to read the information myself. And I've come to the conclusion that I have a point or I have 99.5% of surviving COVID, which I did. I have those antibodies now. And so do my kids. Why are you so unwilling to put obviously the best vaccine ever created with no testing at all, rushed in a hurry into your kid's body. Well, I'll tell you what. So my kids and I all had COVID. Um, I have a rare disease and it was completely survivable. Obviously I'm here talking to you right now. It was, you know, 36 hours of a really high fever for me. My kids, it was a, a runny nose and, you know, a slight cough. You know, it's different for everybody. The vaccines have different effects different people and it really comes down to medical choice you made the right decision for you and your family i'm making the right decision for my family as well and you know there may be people out there that want the vaccine 
and like you, like that woman in the elevator, you know, that was her choice. We were asking for medical choice. And that's what this rally is all about. Now, I, I'm, I'm by nature a contrarian. I'm by nature suspicious. I don't believe a word that comes out of anybody's mouth that I can't prove. So I, I'm aware of this, though. This, in some cases, has cost me money and opportunity, and in some cases, I've been wrong. It's absolutely what happens in, in life. But as I was suspicious of this, and as I saw a national effort, a concerted effort, a worldwide effort to cover up some information they did not want us to have from what's exactly in the vaccine, including what appears to be aborted material, to the various forms of side effects that they want you to pretend nothing is happening. The minute I saw that, I recognized it very early on, and I said, I'm right. This is an absolute and total lie and a fraud. I don't know what the purpose is specifically, but I do know I spotted a lie, and now I am hell-bent against it full force. What was your evolution to your opinion on this thing? Well, (laughs) it started about two years ago when I quit my job um, selling to global life sciences companies, so pharmaceutical and medical device companies. And I can tell you that I have seen and I know um, what they're doing with the vaccines. There's a non-disclosure out there. I'm no longer with the company, but there's a non-disclosure and I'm going to honor that. But Oh, I got a 380-pound um, lawyer right. with a little bit of a drinking problem. We could fight anything. You sure you want to honor it, Molly? Because we'll go after him. All right. um, you know what? Let me talk to the lawyer first. All right. Go ahead. Know. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it started with that. And, you know, quite frankly, you know, I was watching this kind of all unravel and, you know, all the mandates and shutdowns. And it wasn't just affecting, you know, people that I was watching on TV. It was affecting my family. And about a year ago, my, um, it started affecting my kids. You know, I want to honor my children's privacy, but it, 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 last year was the culmination of I'm not doing this anymore. So I quit my job. I left that industry. I will never work with those people ever again. Um, but flash forward to today, you know, I'm doing this rally because last week they amended the Healthcare Right of Conscience Act, and it's directly affecting the backbone of Chicago is the Chicago Police Department and Chicago Fire Department, and it's coming to us as well. So we're not going to, we're done. We're not going to take this anymore. Well, I don't know you, but I like you a lot. I think I'm proud of you. I think you're doing a great thing for, on behalf of your kids. I think all mothers should feel this way and be suspicious of things they're, they're told, especially when it comes to something such as this, is putting it in their child's body. I fought doctors on vaccines that were around for 50 years. I wanted to know everything that could go wrong when my kids were little. My wife was like, why are you doing this to a certain extent? You know, she was with me a little bit, but she's like, all right, you're making a scene now. I said, I don't care. about." Well, you know, Sean, honestly, vaccine injury is real. And the fact that they discount people and they tell people that they're crazy, that it's not the vaccine, whether it be this one or any other vaccine out there, you know, there are people who are suffering. I know them. They are in my family. One of my best friends can, can't work anymore yeah. because he has a vaccine injury. So, you know. In fact, the other only- thing, too, Molly, that bothers me, if it was so great, how could we, just lowly citizens in the middle of Illinois, in the middle of Chicago, how could we all know somebody that has had at least an adverse reaction. Like you, I know a couple who you know, have, have had various things from a, a weightlifter who can't lift more than 20 pounds today to watching my father-in-law go back in the hospital after his vaccine, after surviving COVID. And we all know somebody like this, which proves even further my point. They're lying to me. 
And uh, I, I need you to do this, not just for your kids now, but for my future grandkids, because I think this is the moment we have to push back all the tyrants. And this is the moment we have to stop letting these butter-handed pansies and these no-neck 400-pound governors tell me about health. Till you can take me out in the parking lot and hand me my derriere, don't tell me anything about health. That's how I feel. I'm the king of me, and you're the king of you and your kids. So I'm very proud of you. And what's the name of the organization, and where can the people go to find out information? Well... <laughs> So I'm working with a bunch of different organizations, the, the main one being Children's Health Defense. Um, I'm also working with Protect Parents' Rights and Stand for Health Freedom. So we're all organizing together. Um, like I said, the Chicago Police Department, Chicago Fire Department is involved as well. It's just the regular citizens whose jobs are being affected by these mandates for Mayor Lightfoot. We're all working together. We will all be there tomorrow. Um, we're supposed to have about four to 5,000 people showing up. So, you know, that's representative of, you know, most of Illinois who is very angry. About well, let's get some people over there. Fighting. So what time are you going to be over? 1130. 1130. Oh, all right, good. You could listen to their morning show and go right down there. I like it. Fair enough. Good. Get back in time for my show. Let me know what, if anything happens and let me know if you have, if you need, have need for my 380 pound lawyer, he's in my phone under double D Joe. I'll just send you the contact. Okay. Okay, sounds right. good, Sean. Thank you very much. Name is Molly McShane. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on. We'll take your calls and comments after this. Nobody gets out alive. Nobody. Everybody's dead. We all are going to die. Some of us have an idea how. I hope mine is violent and newsworthy. But who knows? Nobody gets out alive. Are you going to live your life for somebody else? This is the question that has plagued man since the dawn of time. Am I indebted? Am I enslaved to someone else's life? My answer is unequivocally no. No. This is a real flu virus. I had it. And I kicked its ass like it was stealing my car radio. Very proud of that. My brother-in-law, very sick. Almost died. I was worried about him. But I said, hey, worst comes to worst, I'll see you on the other side. You tell everybody I'm looking for them. You know, that was my attitude. But that's how I view life. I'm not going to live for somebody else. And I am specifically never going to live for a Marxist, a communist, a butter-handed pansy. Never. So I really don't care what they want. I really don't care. Mike in his car. Uh, hey, Sean, uh, you got those antibodies. Now, I'm on the fence here. Let's say I go out and I get COVID and then I die. How long do those antibodies last? I don't know. You couldn't handle COVID. Look at you. You pansied out. Okay, are you a fat guy? You sound like you got baloney. You, are, you, are you a fat guy? I hear a little baloney in your mouth. You eat a lot of pancakes? Uh, I, I weigh less than you do. All right. Okay. Do you? You want, you want to find out? 114 West Park Avenue. You come and find out. Okay, tough guy? I'd love it. I love it. So that's just me. Because, see, these are the Democrats. I got to worry about Mike and his car. I don't give a rip if Mike drives his car over a bridge. You're not going to take away my freedom, and you're definitely not going to have me put something in my kids for Mike and his car. Not going to happen. (gasps) Am I talking about individuality? Freedom of choice? My own liberty? Oh, my God. He's a radical. He's a crazy fringe kook. Maybe. But that's who started our country. Those kind of people felt the individual was had unalienable rights that low lifes in their car 
and fat governors without a neck and crooked 80-year-old Speaker of the House with her $500 million front-running insider trading wealth. Doesn't matter what they want. Doesn't matter. Matters what I want. Matters what the truck driver wants. Matters what the lowest form of citizen in this country wants. He is the king of his life with no money, with no connections to senators. You notice how Congress doesn't have to get the, the virus. Post office, nah, you don't get the virus. You don't have to get the vaccine either. All their friends, like Obamacare. Nah, you don't have to go on the platinum or the silver or the bronze. Everybody else, all you plebs, you slaves, you have to do it. You want to live your life for these rats? I certainly don't. I don't, and I won't, ever. Lorenzo, Logan Square. Hey, how are you? Uh, Section 8 housing residents, uh, do, they do not need to get the vaccine, but the Chicago police need to get the vaccine. So let me get this straight. The- let me get this straight, Lorenzo. The people who, and, 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 and the welfare recipients of America are not mandated to get the vaccine in order to get the welfare check. We got child credit law. Right now, Ted Lou is going to tell you in a little while about how we're going to extend the 600, what is it, 300 a kid or two, whatever. You have more kids, you got the more money you make. They don't have to get the vaccine or to get their check, but the police, to go to work and protect those people, have to get the vaccine? Is that what you're telling me? The, the, yes. The police that are trying to get natural immunity, the government c- cannot make money off of natural immunity. So that is why they're forcing the healthy police officers to get the, vac- the, the jab. Uh-huh. The Look fact at- is, the pandemic is violent crime. It is not COVID. You Let's mean not to take tell our me. eye off of corruption. You mean, Let's not take our eye off of violence. You mean to crime. tell me, Lorenzo, if we added up all of the kids under the age of, say, 11 that have been murdered by gangbanging Democrat scum, it'll add more than the people, the kids who have died from COVID? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I'm telling you a fact, I uh, like Sean. It. All right. Well, that's why you're, you're I'm, on I'm, my team. I'm, I'm telling Lorenzo, you reality. Lorenzo, listen. When you hear that a black van pulled up to the radio station, threw me in the back, Get your clothes together and run. I'm the canary in the coal mine. Thank you, Lorenzo, because we're radicals. Me and Lorenzo, radicals. Me and you, radicals. No, we got to live We got to live our life for Pritzker. We got to live our life for Mike and his car. We got to live our life for those John Denver lookalikes in Oak Park with no toenail polish. We got to live our lives for them. And by the way, you're putting it in your kid. Yeah, you are. You don't want it? Too bad. You're going to put it in your kid or your kid can't go to school. Unless, of course, you're on welfare, then you're on no rules. You do whatever you want. Just vote Democrat. Vote for me, and I'll set you free, free from freedom. That's what the Democrats set you free from, free from freedom. How long until America learns that all they build is hopelessness, poverty, servitude? That's the Democrat platform. You worried about inflation? (laughs) Get used to it. That's just the side effect. Mike in his car. Another Mike in his car. You're not a communist, are you, Mike? No, I'm not. This is a different Mike. All right, go ahead. First of all, congratulations on your show. It's Great. Oh, thank you. you give me hope at the end of the day after dealing with all these liberals. Thank you. Anyway, they're Marxists. I'm the liberal, but go Sean. ahead. Go ahead. No, here's my comment the Pfizer, the Moderna, and the Johnson and Johnson, they all make money with these um, vaccines, correct? I, I probably, yeah, probably just a little bit. I don't know. Their stocks have doubled and so has their revenue, but I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to go with right. yeah. Now, here's my question When was the last time. A company like that that could make big money did not advertise their product on TV. Let me see. Let How me come see. they don't advertise their product? Fentanyl and the and the Democrats that deal it. 
They don't advertise either. Well, the reason why they don't advertise it, Sean, is because if they did, they'd have to list all the side effects. That's the law. Oh, no, of course not. There's no side effects. Haven't even paid attention, Mike. It's great. And you got to take it for that other communist <laughs> Mike in his car. Thanks for calling the show, and I appreciate it. This is, this is what we're really re- we're arguing. We're arguing the Enlightenment. Are you, do, do you now not have the right to your life and your decisions and your conclusion? Or must you adopt those of the Marxist scum? I know what my answer is. Do you know what yours is? 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Adam Rizzieri, digital marketing, big tech all-around expert guru, co-founder of agencypartner.com. He's been on Newsmax. He's an all-around good guy. So when I have a question about what I think is the greatest criminal in world history, after all, the idea was not his, Mark Zuckerberg, I want to bring in an expert. So let me ask you, Facebook, by any other name, does it still suck? (laughs) <laughs> Sean, great to be with you. You know, it's uh, does it still suck? You know what? So far, I think we're kind of looking at this new name here, Meta. And you know, I'm well, here, here's kind of a funny observation. One of the things that I saw on LinkedIn right after Facebook announced this new name, Meta, was this announcement from this German company based out of Berlin. It's a uh, it's a startup, and the company is called Emsense. They have an app that helps you track migraines. This new meta company here. Does it follow my wife around on Saturday nights? What do you mean it helps you track migraines? Yeah, so here's the thing, right? Meta, their new logo matches and basically just mimics this incense migraine app logo perfectly. It's like they hired somebody off of Fiverr to do it for them for for $25. (laughs) Uh, It's been such an underwhelming sort of launch here. Typically, when you rebrand a company, it's a big event and you have a lot of things that follow, but. You know, here we are now, it's Tuesday, after this big rebrand event, and it's, it's just nothing seems all that different. It, it's, it's just like kind of unusual. But, you know, when you really think about what Zuckerberg's trying to do here, he's trying to rebrand the company around something that literally does not exist yet. You know, what is the metaverse? The metaverse is nothing that's real right now. The metaverse doesn't even exist. And, and it's probably not going to exist for at least another 10 years. You know, Facebook as a company, if they're trying to really be true to themselves, I mean, they are a social media company. Uh, this, their latest earnings report was a it was a, it was a very favorable report for them. Uh, their earnings are up. Their their uh, share price is up. But of course, also, you know, their 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 financials look great. But I mean, coming coming you know up in the up in the windshield for them is just the realization that the, the headlines haven't been all that positive for them. They have a lot of very real problems to fix and to address uh, just within their company walls. But, you know, this, uh, this, this, this new rebrand here to Meta, this nothing to see here, guys, look away kind of thing, it's just not working. You know, Adam, first of all, if you want an expert in rebranding, you call Caitlyn Jenner. 
I mean, that's what I would have called if I'm if I wanted to read something. <laughs> now I had a cousin. Yeah, that woman of the year after one year. Well, it's great. I had a cousin once who ran into some problems. After all, this is what Zuckerberg is really trying to evade. He the writing is on the wall. The government is going to misuse its authority. Ironically, after Zuckerberg gave what four hundred fifty million to Democrats, and they're going after him to right. break him apart. Now I had a cousin who had a strip joint named Slaps and Laps, and he changed it once the government walked in and said, we want to see your books, to we'll never tell. And guess what? He <laughs> still went to prison. So is it going to be any different for the Zuck? He should have named it Bada Bing. I mean, maybe he would have gotten away with it. There you go. Right, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, for the Zuck, you know, as long as, as long as we can continue to wave our flag and say, let's go, Brandon, maybe, <laughs> maybe in the, in the near future, something will change with the Zuck. I mean, this guy's, you know, you talk about Tesla and Don, right? I mean, Zuckerberg is the guy who's really just shelling out hundreds of millions of dollars in fines to the government to continue doing what they're doing, uh, using data, uh, really just for everything, and, and, and just getting data also without user consent. And uh, this is my children. thing, Adam. Why don't we sue the hell out of them? And I mean this, because you're clicking to download something. By the way, I deleted all my stuff, you know, a year ago. But you're clicking yeah. to 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 install an app or you're doing this and it's pages and pages and pages and pages. And you, you know, half of the people that are downloading it, they couldn't read it anyway. And they're clicking it. They're on a, it's not very clear to the extent in which they can misuse your fingerprint. He has 1 billion fingerprints. They tried that facial recognition stuff. Listen, you know, what freaked me out when I'd get an update, I get an email. Hey, were you in this picture? I said, what the hell is this? And that was what? Two years ago. So they've got my face. I deleted. I chose to break my my relationship. He's got my finger, but who knows what the hell he's got on me? He's been. I want to sue him. Why Why don't we get you know, thirty million people to do the same thing? You know that's 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 got to be kind of part of it. You know how many times can we sit here and find Facebook one hundred nineteen million dollars? You know, and, and finally get them to to do something. I mean, this this company literally measured twenty nine and a half billion dollars in revenue in Q three. $29.5 billion in revenue. But when they you get know, fined, so who gets the money, Adam? When they get fined, the people don't get the money. The government, the extortion, the Marxist mafia gets the money. We don't get the money. So oh, I, I know. Isn't that crazy? It's outrageous. I mean, you want to talk about a double whammy, and then they, they have the audacity to say, look, we find them. It's just another way you took, you extorted the guy's money on behalf of me. You didn't, you're not there's helping really me. No accountability. There's no accountability. Facebook's whistleblower who... I have my own problems with. I mean, she she validated stuff that we already knew. She validated the fact that Facebook knows that it helps the cartel literally run commerce on the border. You know, the, the cartel uses Facebook to allow cartel leaders to hire Texas teenagers to help them with human trafficking. Uh, Facebook it knows just based on its own internal research that as a tool, Instagram specifically is bad for the mental health of teenage girls. But Facebook also knows that they need kids on their platforms to continue to show user growth and to continue to serve advertisements and to, to generate $29.5 billion in revenue. You know, Adam, it's an interesting recognition too. It's an interesting what? point you bring up because really what has happened over the course of the last year or that we know of or the last 14 months, Facebook has, is so intelligent that if I put I don't like the side effects that are not being reported from the vaccine, boom, my, my, my little right. thing is flagged. I'm done. But if I say, hey, Vato, I want to move some fentanyl from the border to New Jersey, I get to go through. I mean, yeah, it, absolutely. it really does. Cut is your data. Yeah. 
In fact, if they wanted to do something, if they wanted to stop that, if they wanted to do something good for us, they could actually do it with the flip of a switch. They could catch, they know who everybody is. They they know it and they could do it. But you know, the the thing too, when you look at all the technology they have, and of course they know the currency here is is data, that's that's the currency of power. And you think about natural language processing, you think about the technology that they capture, you know, our device data, right? It, it measures where we go and when we go there. It measures who we associate with. It measures the websites that we look at and, and how much time we spend on those websites. It measures what we search for. And some, in some cases, it also copies our, our, our passwords that we uh, copy and paste into the clipboard. This is the same technology that allows the Chinese Communist Party to learn so much about the American public through TikTok. Now, I guess the difference here is that Facebook can claim to be a private organization, but I think we know a little better than that, right? Yeah. We know that Facebook has been used as a propaganda machine for the Democrat Party. So, you know, how, how different is Facebook from TikTok as an organization? Uh, arguably, maybe not that much different. You know, the Chinese Communist Party is a terrible, terrible group of people. Um, Are you sure? But, you but, mean they're not a friendly communist group? <laughs> they're 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 good. Everybody's Friendly fine. There's Saudi. no. You mean it's that utopia that our Marxists tell us we're gonna get to if only we surrender our our liberties and freedoms. It's it, it's it's bad. Uh, those friendly commies allow people to to worship freely and to conduct commerce. Oh yeah, of course. Those commies are all about hugs and roses, right? So Adam, you are in this world, right? I'm old. I can't stand technology. In fact, when I see kids even texting, I want to take the phone and throw it against the wall. We're way down the <laughs> the, the, the prairie path here. Can we get it back? And now here's the double on the double edged short. I don't want to use government. These corrupt. The only thing right. more corrupt and crooked than the Facebook is government. I don't want to use them because what I liked about the internet is it was the wild west. How do we put it back in place? My answer would be sue them, sue them in the complacency, so that a Facebook competi- competitor comes along and says, "Here, I'm not going to do all this." And in fact, I'm going to pay you for your data or we tax these companies on just data rather than revenue to make them stop well, you know, collecting the data. So I think you and I are both definitely on the same page. You know, we, we love capitalism. We love freedom. We love the free market. And, you know, when you think about ways to sort of fix the broken system or just ways to compete against a, a tyrant or, or a, big, a, big, a big beast over there, at big tech, you know, it's, it's ultimately you have, to, you have to look to a strong other competitor, right? And we have Truth Social right now. It's not ready for the public yet, but Truth Social very well could be that competitor that can come up and say, hey, you know what, Facebook, we're going to give you a run for your money. We're going to give the market another choice. And, and we're not going to just basically uh, use and take advantage of, of our user base. We're going to make money differently. We're going to make money through subscriptions. We're not going to, we're not going to use user data to serve advertising we're going to rely on our user base to pay us a reasonable monthly subscription to use our platform to communicate freely and, and really kind of support this big tent idea where everybody can be under that big tent. You know, whether you're yeah. a Democrat or a Republican or a Libertarian, if you want to have a conversation and you want to come over here, you're welcome. Uh, and, and so I think when you look at true social, you have to understand that, you know, you need a couple of relationships to, to ensure that your app stays live on the app store. And that's, of course, a relationship with Tim Cook over there at Apple something that probably did not have. Got a lot of cash to compete over there uh, in the social media world when it comes to acquiring new users, when it comes to optimizing your app for, for great experiences, kind of a, a frictionless experience. You know, you don't want to see that, that spinning wheel of doom when you're trying to go from one page to another. 
Uh, and, and True Social, you know, without even launching, this company is already worth uh, a little over $3.5 billion with almost $300 million of cash on hand. And that's a heck of a start for a startup. Yeah, I, would, I, 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 I actually am jealous. You know, I tried to get the domain name Asshat. It was, had a whole different meaning. I couldn't get that. <laughs> I wanted to be the competitor to it. And here I am. But uh, I have to tell you, I, I, it's guys like you that give me hope because at least you're in this universe. And you share my belief system. And I do believe that the Internet in the original beginning of it was uh, attracted people like us because it gave you all those promises. And I think it's going through a very ugly phase right now. And I'm extremely concerned that it's going to go government totalitarian. But I also think with guys like you in it, it could get pulled back to the free exchange of ideas and and potential and and a bright future. Do you remember MySpace at the point time? Do I what? Do you, do you remember MySpace? Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. yeah sure. I got Tom Anderson. You know, he literally, he did it right. He started his company. He made a boatload of money, about half a billion dollars. And then he got out of it and decided to go travel the world and take photographs of, of interesting places and interesting yeah. people and, and write about it. I mean, I think that there are people, there are innovators who can do something. And then once they make their mark in society, they get the heck out and let somebody else come in and innovate. And I think until the big tech establishment can allow smaller startups to come in and innovate and change things for the better, we're in trouble. So, you know, I, I'm really hopeful to, that we can see True Social really kind of come to the market and do something a little bit different. And it's True and, and that, Social. That, that little bit of different thing is going to be the business model. Yeah. And if worse comes to worse, we'll go get that guy out of his uh, South Korean massage parlor and have him do MySpace again. Come on. <laughs> what do you say right. we do that? That's All right. right All right. Well, listen, thank you so much, Adam. For joining me, and please keep up the fight on behalf of all of us who wish we could do it, but uh, have a hard time texting while driving. So thank you very much. Always a pleasure, Sean. Thank you, sir. Adam Rizzieri, ladies and gentlemen, and you can find him at agencypartner.com. We'll be back with your calls and comments. All right, all right. I'm having a ball. I really am having a lot of fun. I love this show. Can't help it. It's been weird. All right, so the shoplifting story, I have to get to it. I wasn't going to. I, You know, to me, to cover Chicago crime and Chicago chaos and the mayhem, it's nauseating to a certain extent because we all knew where these policies lead. We just hoped we wouldn't have to live through it. This just in. Democrats are the developers of ghettos. Everything they touch is a failure. Everything. So to a certain extent, these clips, these are redundant. You knew it was going to happen. Here, here's an idea. When you allow people to steal $1,000, crime goes up. When you do not prosecute crime, crime goes up. And you know what else happens? There's an old expression, give an inch and they take a mile. Remember that expression? Give an inch, take a mile. So listen, here's the deal. We told these gangbanging scum roaches, you steal up to $990, you walk free. That's never going to be good enough. So now you got a bunch of roaches walking around with Louis Vuitton bags, and then look at what they stole. A hundred thousand. All right, Brian. So normally at this hour, you'd see a fair amount of cars in the Safeway parking lot, but take a look. It's pretty much empty. This safe. This is Safeway. I had the other clip about the Louis Vuitton. And did you see uh, they got Christian Dior in the city on Oak Street? Christian Dior, they clipped them for 70000 I I think here's where we can look. Let's go to neighborhoods that are really high on on government subsidies like rent, where people don't pay their rent. 
and where people don't pay their food. And those those people walking around with Louis Vuitton bags and Christian Dior bags, those will be suspects. In the meantime, what what has happened in these Democrat ghettos, and it's across the country, wherever Democrats rule, it's the same pattern, is that now they're affecting grocery stores. If it wasn't bad enough if Walgreens went away, now it's grocery stores. All right, Brian, so normally at this hour, you'd see a fair amount of cars in the Safeway parking lot. But take a look. It's pretty much empty. This Safeway used to be open 24 hours. But as San Francisco supervisor said, that's not the case anymore because of rampant theft. Tonight, many shoppers were surprised to find that the Safeway they frequent at off hours is now closed at 9 p.m. every night. This sign is now. So this is the result of Democrat places. The lead is California. It's always going to end in the same thing. That's what's on the ballot every time there's an election. You could live like this or you could have law enforcement and a quality of life. Which do you pick? Well, let's go around the country. And now you're going to see in Virginia. What are they going to pick? Sad part is, they might actually pick law and order. But the crime that allows the, the, the criminals to steal $1,000 a day, those people who make those laws, you think they care about stealing an election? 312-642-5600. The damaged of the Democrats. Everything they touch. Can somebody point out, you know, I was, I was very interested. Where is the uh, the socialist policy, the Marxist policy that works, that isn't bankrupt, that brings all of the sales pitches that the con artists sell us? Where, where is it? It certainly isn't this. If you've got health care already, then you can keep your plan if you are satisfied with it. If you like the plan, you have. Yeah, it's all, it's all lies. It's all lies. So, so Barack wanted to come out and wanted to endorse McAuliffe. Uh, yeah, the guy, the guy can hoop. That's great. Don't you miss him? I'm less convinced that the co-CEO of one of the largest private equity firms in the world spends his time washing dishes and going grocery shopping. See, what he's referring to is inflation. Because everybody with an IQ over 60 knows that when the Democrats come into office, it creates economic chaos. And the only time it didn't the only time is when Newt Gingrich was able to put that philandering intern molester in handcuffs through law. That's it. That's the only time. Plus, he was riding the wave of Reagan. And I'm talking about the man with such good decision choices as to marry Hillary Clinton. So now he's going to endorse and slander a CEO of a, of, of a hedge fund who came out and said, well, it's called inflation and it's prominent. And it's around us and everybody knows it. John Berman, let's talk turkey. Inflation is your uninvited guest for the holidays this year. Egg economists are saying, grocery stores are saying, they expect a run on turkeys, a run on birds, because people gather again this year. Uh, take a look at this. We're expecting the price to top a record high of $1.36 per pound this holiday season. That's nearly 22 bucks for a 16-pound turkey. Your sides, that's a problem, too. All of those prices are rising. So when you agree with that, when you recognize reality, and by the way, there's inflation in Obamacare, nobody wanted to shout that to the swindler. Barack Obama, good at absolutely nothing except selling bull dung. That's what Barack Obama's skill is. He can sell lies. 
His actual record is riddled in failure. Everything. And by the way, as a lawyer, he sucked at that too. But here he is making fun of an actual economic genius who runs a a very successful hedge fund. But who knows? Maybe. But, I I, I mean, you do notice that, like, whenever a a wealthy person runs for office, they always want to show you what a regular guy they are. Are you a regular guy, Barack? You live in a $48 million seaside estate. What the hell did you create? Did you help Zuckerberg? What exactly did the Obamas create besides fraud and lies? Nothing. Yet you're worth, what, hundreds of millions? You and the handsome, dainty, demure, feminine Michelle. What exactly was your skill, Barack? But that's okay. But when your supporters hold a rally where they pledge allegiance to a flag that was flown at the insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th. No, see, the flag that we honor is the one that was flown when we fought off tyrants and the king in the insurrection against tyranny the first time. There was no insurrection there. Believe me. Believe me, Barack. That was just a couple of angry fat guys. Not very organized. Not very dangerous. After all. The only one that really died was a woman that one of your supporters shot in the neck. The the, the biggest threat to our democracy in my lifetime is you. You're the biggest threat. Notice they never say republic. No, 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 because what they want is the 51% to always vote away the freedom and the liberty and the rights of the 49%. That's the Marxist communist agenda of this liar of this bull dung artist that's what barack obama is good at so now he's going to impugn all republicans for the act of a, of, of a couple of morons who wanted to wipe their derriere with pelosi's stapler when you don't separate yourselves from them when you when you don't think that's a problem now let's separate see i like this idea barack let's separate ourselves from you and you separate yourself from us. Let's go our own ways. These are irreconcilable differences. I want our own way. We, our tax money will support us. Our programs will support our own programs. You take those losers you call supporters and Democrats and those swindlers who orchestrate the fraud. You take Zuckerberg. You take the, you guys could have Facebook. You go your, you go your way. We'll go our way. See, because I'm not going to let you Take away my rights. No, no, no. I'm not going to let the mobocracy that you're trying to stoke up take away my rights, my kids' rights, my fellow Americans' rights. If they want to give them away and join your USSR, then go. You could call it that. After all, Barack, come out of the closet. Come out of the closet. You're an old-fashioned hammer and sickle Soviet fraud. Just come out already. You'll feel better. We'll feel better. I think Michelle will feel better, too. Well, you know what? That's a problem. You, you, you can't run ads telling me you're a regular old hoops-playing, dishwashing, fleece-wearing guy. Are you? Are you that? When's the last time you washed a dish? Fleece, I think you wear. Probably just to keep away Michelle. As for basketball, I'm pretty sure you do that. After all, you and Alexi Janulius, I forgot which one skins. You like to play that ball. But quietly cultivate support 
from those who seek to tear down our democracy. No, I, I want to stoke up our republic. You could have the democracy. I want the republic. You know the republic where I have representatives and they're involved in the tyranny, in the laws that you and your party pass without any consideration of those people that don't support your socialist, fraudulent, corrupt agenda. You know, like Obamacare. Like how it worked out for the average man, you lying, fraud, failed, moron, Soviet scum. If you've got health care already, then you can keep your plan if you are satisfied with it. If you like the plan you have, you can keep it. I intend to keep this promise. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your... So why am I not optimistic in Virginia? I mean, after all, they should walk away with it. Walk away with it. Why am I not super duper optimistic? First, before I take off my mask, I hope you'll all look at it, and I hope you'll did what it says. This is Chuck Schumer, who is one of those handsome Democrats who should wear a mask whether there's a virus or not a virus because he looks like an evil gargoyle. So Chuck Schumer, with those doll hairs sewn into his head, stapled into his head, is going to take his mask off, but the mask says vote on it. And he doesn't mean vote like go out and vote. He means voter fraud. But his face is only too... Slimy for to fit voter fraud. He had to just put vote. We're urging all Americans who have elections to vote now. Let me. Okay, I want to thank Senators Durbin, Leahy, Klobuchar, and Warnock. All Democrats. Now I know that our portly little Dick Durbin is married to a lobbyist. I'm not quite sure about the others. Four people who have done just amazingly steadfast work on voting rights. They and many more, including Senator Manchin, have been working overtime to craft the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. Now, they don't mean voting by American citizens that are actually counting their voting. What they mean is that their apparatchiks can go to retirement homes and take advantage of the people meandering around lost like Biden. They can go to prisons. That's called ballot harvesting. That's the John Lewis Voter Act. They can go to prisons and the prisoners can vote. And by the way, these guys that are just coming up from the border, you know the ones, not the ones carrying the fentanyl, although I'm sure they could vote too, but the ones who aren't actually citizens. They could have same-day registration. They could file in all the the voter rolls and just make sure people who lived there in the last 14 years, they all get to vote by mail because after all, they're dead. They can't actually go vote. They want all that to happen. That's the bill that Chuck Schumer and little Dick Durbin and his lobbyist wife and those other handsome Democrats, some of whom look like gargoyles like Chuck Schumer. That's the voting rights he wants. So that's why I'm not too optimistic. Because after all, the fact that Barack Obama can still show his face after what he did with his biggest so-called achievement, Obamacare, you know the one that has a 400%, let's call it inflation and premiums, that has destroyed the quality of health care in this country. Yeah, that one. He's out again selling more bull dung. But those same Democrats, the ones who carry a whistle so they don't rape people, they're all in with them. Stupid idiots that they are. I promise I'll take your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. I cannot believe we blew through two hours already. Were you crazy? All right, let's go to the phone lines. I promised. Scott Portage, Indiana. Hi, Scott. Yes, Sean. Um, First time caller. Really like the fact that I'm now hearing from you, which I figured first would be about the succession, about doing some kind of succession, because we're on a merry-go-round with these Democrats. They just 
They just keep it, it and 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 the backstabbing part of the Republican Party too. They're just they're just uh, it's, we're not they're not getting nothing done. They want their way of life. We'll I think we should just take our uh, constitution, our statues, and let's go our way. You go your way, and you create your own economy. We'll see who comes out of the you, smoke. You see, you see a soft secession now. There's a soft one now. You're in Indiana. How many people from Illinois have fled to your state in the last year? Oh, tons. Yeah, tons. That, that's a soft secession. What those people are saying is, look, these Democrat rats, these corrupt bastards have screwed up Illinois so much. I'm out. Now, I'm going to try and keep yep. my relations. I'm going to try and keep my, my job, and I'm going to go to Indiana. That is a soft yep. secession. The fact that that's happening should tell the, the, the political whores in Illinois Hey, we're losing people. But instead, they just doubled down because they like the corruption. They could care less about the people. Oh, yeah. They want the people yeah. who, who, who cry against their tyranny and against their corruption. They want them gone because what they've learned is there's no way you could offend the Chicago Democrat voter. You can't. You can't rob right. him. You can't abuse him. You can't make conditions low enough for him. He'll just adapt like a chameleon of failure. So, Scott, that yeah. is a secession. Let's make it official. Because, by the way, those That's people... What- that, that move there, for the most part, are good people. And that's why we need to just cut them loose, because they drag us down. The only way Illinois can keep the scam going is from the welfare that good states provide. By the way, those good states are not Democrat states. Thank you very much, Scott. I appreciate it. So now we're going to take Randy in his car. And I think I just answered your question with my last call. Hi, Randy. How are you? Hey, Sean. Uh, good show. I, I basically just recently turned the radio back on since... Uh, the, the stolen election from Trump. Yeah. Uh, and, and my question is, you know, I, I hear you say you're not optimistic about Virginia, uh, the race there. Um, they, they've got men and women still locked up um, from the January 6th um, insurrection. Uh-huh. Uh, Ashley Babbitt has been killed over it. Um, what do we do? Well, what do I- we do if they're just stealing all the elections? We can't. So you've you know, got if we you've go got, out and fight even the other radio stations. That's why I shut it off because you're the only one. I've just turned you on. I didn't even. I I I just heard someone say uh, fraud or, or, yeah. or cheating. Yeah. They they won't even use that language. No, because so they want you to buy as, the lie. Voters. Well, first what, of all, what, but what do we do from this point going forward? What do we do? My answer. My answer is if you if you're able, is to go to high ground to pick a state that wants integrity in their voting system that's run properly so to me that's a state like um, these other states that are out there where 21 states are suing on behalf of making a a voter system that you have to identify yourself and has integrity to it and then ultimately if you can't do that to support those individual politicians never the party i'm not going to tell you to support republicans because scum like mcconnell scum like kinzinger scum like liz cheney i'll i'll hide there so position your kids and your future to go to better places. Unfortunately, that's all we can do. I cannot believe I had to let him go. I'm sorry. We're up against the clock break. It's the fastest damn show on radio. But what you need to do is protect yourself and stop living for the fraudsters that call themselves Democrats. Stop letting them make fools of us. Go our own way. Let them go theirs. Go to high ground. Pick a Republican state well run by good Republicans. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... 
with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. All right, let's keep liberty alive. Apparently, we've been deemed crazy radicals, believe in capitalism. We think that Americans should be prosperous, should be full of entrepreneurs, we have unalienable rights. Real crazy capitalists. So, Ken Raposa, you join in the list. After all, you're an analyst for a coalition for a prosperous America, former staff for foreign correspondent for the Wall Street Journal, senior contributor to Forbes, covering China since 2011, and you haven't been rooting for the communists. So you, like me, right-wing kook, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. <laughs> how do you like that for an intro? You never th- thought you'd get one of those, I did you? I liked it. I liked it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get worried that I'm going to be doxxed now on Twitter. Oh, absolutely. They whacked me. Don't worry about it. I was taken. <laughs> Very proud of that, by the way. So, um... What do you think? Do you think that uh, we're going to win this thing with China? What do you think is going to happen here? Or should I just give in and dress like everybody else and uh, get used to... Uh, no, no, no. You, you, you never give in. You fight until you can't fight no more. That's, 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 that's exactly that's, uh, right. You know, that's how it works. So you win the fight with China, not because China loses, but because the supporters of China lose. And the supporters of China live in the United States. They live in Europe. They're the ones who fund China. They're the ones who make sure all of their widgets are made in China. They're the ones who want China to be the new Peoria, where all their movies are going to be sold and all their product launches are going to occur. So until those guys decide that China is not the gold standard, then China keeps rising. And then one day, China perhaps does win. And the victory doesn't look like a Chinese flag flying over New York City, though in some circles that a similar flag might be, you know, yeah, n- not not much different. But but it's more of a cultural or, or a political change, right? Where where we are a surveillance top-down centralized country like the CCP, Chinese Communist Party runs their country. The only difference would be that we allow for diversity and inclusion and other woke wokeness. I mean, isn't that pretty much what, what the Bidenomics is advocating for? As he invokes some, some competition uh, against the, the Shycoms by practicing more of their collectivism from top-down, backdoor nationalization of various industries. I mean, why is it that we can't take the fight the way it used to be of we're going to win because we are, in fact— innovative we are in fact capitalist however we have this one major problem that doesn't allow us to compete with china and it is the bureaucracy regulators and the onerous uh, abuse of unionization that they put on free people i mean why are we vowing to compete with communists by being more communist rather than invoking the freedom and capitalism that actually made us the strongest and the richest for a very short period of time right. until politicians sure. pass. I, I get it. And, and the reason I think the answer to that question is, as I said in the beginning, is that there are people in the Western world, uh, Europe, like I said, the United States, who believe that the CCP model, and I'm sure your listeners know what CCP means, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. have to repeat it. No, right? Party, that the CCP model is the model that we are in a battle for centralization versus decentralization. And all these guys are doing now 
are just um, wokeifying it for you. You know, they're making it about justice. They're making it about this. So they can, they can get the academic elite, they can get the, the media influencers and, and the cultural influencers to say, well, you know, it's okay because it's diversity or it's inclusion or whatever, wherever pretty little bow that they wrap it up in. And, but it's all geared towards one thing, uh, my way or the, highway, or the highway system. Now, back to Biden and China, truth is, that Biden has not really changed anything from the Trump uh, agenda on, on China. So that could change next year. But right now he has been on course. So there hasn't been a big shift there. There hasn't been any huge movement, but there has been some movement, including banning some ch- uh, Chinese companies from the U.S. stock exchange and banning American firms like Vanguard and BlackRock from investing in Chinese companies, including, and in particular, Chinese military companies. And that would be that Vanguard and BlackRock that were notorious for investing And BlackRock in has really become, to a certain extent, bigger than Goldman Sachs and bigger with more underwriting from the American people without very much... Uh, agreement by the American people. And this is a policy that's really shared by both parties and by uh, the principles in those parties. And you now have the issue of what's happening with the the Chinese Evergreen um, real estate company and the fraud and the, and, the, and the happenstance. And it looked like we are going to go from witnesses to this to where we may very well be heavily invested in this, much to the obstacles that were supposed to be put up by the American government in disallowing the American people to be drawn into this communist charade of an economy. How have they been able to circumvent this under the watchful tutelage of both Republicans and Democrats? How did this happen? Okay. How it happened, that's a long story. In in a short radio soundbite, I could tell you that over the last, let's say, five to ten years, China has decided that it was going to open up its markets uh, you know, for the good of, you know, quote-unquote capitalism and, and markets in general, but also to outsource its risk to London and Wall Street bond lords for the most part, okay? Mm-hmm. So Evergrande, not Evergreen, Evergrande oh, is the real estate giant, yeah. and BlackRock, I believe, is an investor in their bonds. And the million-dollar question is, and believe me, because I sit in on Senate and House hearings at least once a week, sometimes twice a week, and believe me when I tell you that both parties are very much aware and very much concerned that what if, you know, American capital is at risk in China and a company like Evergrande goes broke, you know, God forbid, we are going to bail out BlackRock or Goldman Sachs. You have to be kidding me. So we, I, I want to see what happens when that day comes. And I'm sure that day will come. I don't think it comes next week or it might not come next month, but the more Wall Street money goes into China, eventually these companies are going to go bust, as companies do, and a big American firm is going to be left holding the bank. What ha- holding the bag. What happens when they're left holding the bag in the United States? Well, we know what happens. They get bailed out. There's no way we can possibly bail these guys out because of investment in China. That would be, that would be ridiculous, but we shall see. What about what's happening um, in Scotland? I get nervous when a bunch of incompetent people get together and uh, tout a virtue shield and then implement various rules that tend to harm everybody, and only the rich can afford it. So what do I have to worry about with this uh, COP26 summit? And, you know, I get nervous when my guy falls asleep, and they come back, and they chant this Marxism. Will will there be repercussions from this, or or do we have a chance of avoiding some? We have. We do have a chance. And again, let's not forget that at COP26, which is the climate uh, hearings, right, Mm -hmm. in, in Scotland, as you mentioned, it is all about climate change, and at, on one hand, and on the other hand, as you know, and your listeners, I'm sure know, that Biden is asking the Saudi prince and 
Vladimir Putin, according to his party, uh, over the last five years was the party uh, was was the country and the man that elected Donald Trump. So now they're asking that very man to pump more oil and get more natural gas into into Europe, so oil and gas prices can can fall. So I mean, it's it's very hypocritical. It's it's bipolar or schizophrenic or whatever word you want to use to describe it. I think that. The climate policies are a thing. They're going to continue, but I don't think that it's going to be um, an easy sell for, for, for these guys. When, when the United States sees 4 or $5 gasoline in the Northeast, for example, and the Mid-Atlantic states, the most populated areas of the country, they're just not going to tolerate that. That's going to be the breaking point. California can do $5 of gasoline. I don't know how they can do it over there, but for some reason they don't complain about it. But believe me, when South Carolinians and Massachusetts locals are paying four fifty five dollars for gasoline, that that's they're not going to tolerate that, and they're not going to be told that. Well, you just said to go out and buy a Tesla, and everything will be fine. And with the evidence of the fact that that just a year ago, things were so much better. Do you think Americans also have a very short attention span, and they adapt to failure very well? So you you know when you said you don't know how Californians do it. Well, even when we were paying a dollar seventy four, they were paying. 274. They're always paying more and they have the owner, onerous taxes to be put on there, regardless of the fluctuation in the core commodity. Uh, uh, do you think that the bulk of, of America will still have that memory of when they used to say fill it up and it cost them $20? Do you think that it'll be fresh enough and they will put the blame where it actually should be on policies of the American Marxist Party? That's a good question. I think that they will. I think enough people will. You saw what happened in France with the Yellow Vest movement, which all started, I believe, if I remember correctly, with diesel, uh, a diesel tax mm-hmm. okay, on diesel fuel. So truckers started to protest and so on. So if you're a trucker in the United States and you think it's going to cost you $1,000 to get a load from Ohio to Massachusetts, and that's the price of gasoline, and now all of a sudden it's going to cost you $1,500, And now the money you were going to make to truck it, if you're an independent trucker, let's say, is now negative five hundred dollars. Well, you know, you're not going to you're not you're not going to be in business. You're not going to want to ship those goods. It'll be a big problem. So I don't see how that they can possibly you can have a situation where oil or gas prices are going to four dollars a gallon, especially when you remember back in 2008 when oil prices were, you know, over one hundred dollars a barrel. They were there was market was saying it was going to go to $200 a barrel. Mm-hmm. And even back then, I mean, granted, you've got to consider inflation over, over the last you know, 12 years. But even back then, gasoline didn't hit four or five bucks a, a gallon over on the East Coast, is what I'm saying. California is yeah. a, a separate animal. But, so I don't, I don't see how that happens here without, without a lot of pushback. But again, like you said, you know, people, people tolerate things. People get in the, you know, it's the frog in the pot that's slowly boiling. And- um, and the I greatest, don't know how long they tolerate it. The greatest example of that, Ken, to me, is Obamacare. I always was an independent business person. I paid my own premiums. I watched as they went from $580 all the way up to 2200 And nobody says rip about this. It drives me insane. We've got 11 years of this failed policy, and now it looks like we're going to double down on stupid, and we're just going to jack it up because somehow they've been able to subsidize enough people so they don't realize they're on welfare. They've been able to buffer costs so that the evil companies that hire you pay the bulk of the failure. When you see that we're going to expand this in this new 
2,500 page boondoggle that they trim down and they lie about what the actual cost is. Do you think this thing has a chance of passing? I believe it to be inevitable. After all, they can do it without any pushback from any other representative outside of the party. Do you think we can still push this back, the the new uh, proposed bill of failure called uh, Reconciliation and Infrastructure? Reconciliation bill. Yeah, well, that bill was a $3.5 trillion bill in the beginning, and now it's down to maybe $1.5 trillion. It might even go lower. We at the Coalition for Prosperous America are not convinced that it's even going to be $1.5 trillion. Um, we think that there are a lot of good things. There are a lot of things in that bill, Sean, actually, that you and your, your listeners would actually like. And, of course, being 2,500 pages, there are many things in there that you would not like. I think that the things that you would not like, um, stuff that belong to the, 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 the era of the faculty lounge at Amherst College and yeah. Princeton, for example, that those guys might like, I don't think that's going anywhere. Okay, so I think the other stuff um, will be in there and some of the stuff on climate change will be there, too. But that's just that's just such a long conversation because it depends on what what the what the bill, what that particular money is going to. You know, so I don't think it's going to be as big as they said it was going to be. It's going to be a lot smaller. And Biden's just going to you know sign it, whatever, however, however big it is, you know, because that's his signature Build Back Better Act. You know, Ken, you've been doing this a long time and you've been watching this and, you, you know, I've always had a question. If these policies are so great and this agenda is so virtuous and so correct in its assumptions of the future, why do they not let these policies be voluntary? Why must it always boil down to forced capitulation and forced coercion? Why why can't we just have a system where, hey, if you like this and you apply your effort and you want to go into this, this will be the, the scheme, the taxation. This will be the benefits to you people who voluntarily want to enter this world of, uh, of, of green energy, of taxing at this particular interest. Why do we have this system where I just have to be victimized by it? After all, isn't that kind of against the whole point? of a country where I have certain unalienable rights? Well, we're living in a time right now, look at the pandemic, where you're being coerced to do things. It's, it's, again, it's a my way or the highway type of model, and it goes back to what I said in the beginning of, of centralization. And if you look at the direction of, of society, right, everything is moving towards centralization. So when you talk about something like how come you know, the majority is against X, and the majority, but we always end up getting X anyway, even though it's not something the majority wants. And why is that? Well, because the majority, as you know, and this has been happening probably since the days of Ross Perot when he ran for office, uh, increasingly have less say. Okay? Yeah. So that's how those things happen, because the majority has less say, and it's made through, through corporate media, which is run by AT&T or Universal Studios, which is a fictional entertainment program, uh, a, a corporation rather, that tells you all night long, all day, and, and triples down to the local news, what the establishment press, what the establishment of, of the country says is true and good. So, and the majority don't believe that. Look, 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 look. Every, everybody in the world until now in the United States believes Fauci was, you know, we had candles. You could, you, could buy a, you could buy a holy Roman, you know, Fauci candle if you wanted to and light it on your altar. <laughs> yeah. and, but, but a Harris poll, a recent Harris poll shows that more than 53% of Americans say Fauci should retire. You know, that's, that's not a huge majority. But think about it. You, you, most people don't win the presidency with 53%. They win with 48, 49%. Yeah. So when you got 53% that are saying, we got to get rid of the god of COVID right now, the f- man in terms of the pandemic, he's the leader, he's the hero, 
you know, it's like people people wise up. But the problem is, if he he's not going, he's probably not going to go, right? So it, it goes down to people are frustrated. They're not they're not being led by the best and brightest, and they increasingly feel that their their voice doesn't count. And that's what that's what we get these political crises. And you know, it reminds me. I, I can't remember who said it for the life of me, but I remember reading a long time ago. Egos. Not armies destroy empires, and boy, oh boy, if that doesn't sum up our present, I don't know what does. But it's through groups like yours, the Coalition for a Prosperous America, your writing in the Wall Street Journal and in Forbes. I really enjoy it, Ken Raposa. Please keep it up. And uh, where can we go to look at more of your stuff? You can find us at prosperousamerica.org, and you can find me individually at Twitter, on Twitter at BrickBreaker, so Brick without a K. You know, they seized my Twitter on January 6th. Honestly, I was just getting on a plane. I made fun of the way a guy looks on WGN News. Next thing you know, they took my Twitter. But I'll tell my friends to go look for you. <laughs> go for it. All right, thank you very much. Ken Raposa, I'll take your calls when I get back. CNN, Virginia governor's race, too early to call. Call? This thing will be in court for weeks. You're not going to know one. Even if they lose, they sue. They've got the scum, they toot, they scum. The philosophy is the same of Stalin. I don't care how the people vote, I care how it's counted. Right? That's their philosophy. Because they will lie and they will cheat and they will steal in order to get the power. The power to control everything. This is the new they I guess they do they still call themselves Democrats or have they just gone with the Fourth Reich, like I said? I think it's the Fourth Reich. This is the Fourth Reich of America. And now I have an important announcement on progress for the president's agenda. I'm pleased to announce that an agreement has been reached to lower prescription drug prices for seniors and families in the Build Back Better legislation. And the oligopoly that we call our big pharma that built this very corrupted system where the Americans pay the highest costs was done under this idiot's watch. This is Chucky Schmucky Schumer. That's who that is. With the doll hair sewn to his head and the gargoyle face. Schumer has been a senator uh, since he had normal hair. Before he had to get it sewn into his head. Since Biden could remember his address. They, all of a sudden he's here, ladies. It, 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 the, not, the future is today. And forget about his past corruption and corporatism that allowed all the health care costs to skyrocket. Forget about Obamacare. I thought that was supposed to fix the, the prices. No? What do you mean? It didn't fix it? Did Obamacare make it more expensive? Your health care plan. If you like your plan and your doctor, you can keep them. You'll be Plan's gone. The doctor's gone. The costs have quintupled. I thought when you passed it, it was going to be better. Not better? Fixing prescription drug pricing has consistently been a top issue for Americans year after year. And you putzes have done nothing. Absolutely nothing but make it worse. But you're going to fix it now, right? It's going to be in the bill. Yeah, it'll be in the bill. Including the vast majority of both Democrats and Republicans who want to see a change because they simply cannot afford their medication. You want to see something get worse? Let them talk about it. I don't care what it is. If it goes past their lion lips, it's going to go up in cost. You can book it. You can absolutely guarantee it. 
You mentioned the word inflation there. You recently said you have no short-term answer to bring down gas prices. But as you know, it's not just gas prices now. Rents are up. The cost of everyday items are up. Inflation in the U.S. is at a 13-year high. So when specifically should Americans expect those prices to come down? Not, well, there's a Democrat within earshot. Not if a Democrat is in touching or, or mentioning or in charge of anything. Because they are corrupt, incompetent bastards. And all they do is make everything worse. So you think it's going to get worse? You want to know when it's going to get better? The minute this diaper-wearing dimwit and his nooner vice president are the hell out of office. That's when it'll get better. 312-642-5600. All right, Yunkin is up by, uh, what is that, about 45,000 votes. Let's stop the count. Let's just stop it. Got to take a break. Tired. We'll come back and uh, McAuliffe will win. I think that's what's going to happen. I could be wrong. Let's be optimistic. After all, not everybody's a cheater, are they? I hope not. But everybody down there is a liar. Miles, 294. Hey, Sean. Uh, Talking about the lies of Obamacare, I can remember Obama said we were going to break the cost curve or bend the cost curve. (laughs) These evil doctors were doing amputations on people's feet uh-huh. rather than teaching them not to eat pecan pies yeah. with their diabetes. And he was accusing doctors of assault and fraud, and nobody fact-checked them on any of that. He just got to defame all those doctors. If people and- fact-checked Barack Obama, no one would know his name. He's been lying since he got to Chicago. He's an abs. His whole life is a lie. So now that we are here, we are. What are we? Eleven years after he jammed that Soviet system down our throats. Everything is worse. Everything is terrible. And is anybody going to do anything about it? No. In fact, the Democrats are going to expand it. So do I remember when he started lying? Do you know how I started calling radio shows? Was because of this idiot, Barack Obama. Yeah. When he when he started lying when he was running is when I started the call. Radio shows, I said, what the hell is going on? You know, and it started with uh, Bruce and Dan, and here we are. So um, I'm well aware of it. He's been lying, and you know I've, what? There's only a small portion of a small percentage of us that ever caught it, ever want to do something about it, and that's when you realize only 30% of Americans make this whole country go around. The other 70% are good for nothing. Yeah, I own my own business and been paying for the health care, so you're exactly right on what's happened to the cost when you own a business 400 percent and nobody says anything republicans promised they were going to help us and what did they do adam kinzinger is one of those scumbag lying frauds the the irish gypsy scum that was behind this microphone joe walsh what did they do they enriched themselves they lied to the people and they made sure that it's here forever so miles i, I feel your pain brother and believe me it was uh, one of the deciding factors in why I took the radio gig. So thank you. I appreciate it. And don't focus on the fact that it took, what, about 25000 a year out of your pocket off your table for you and your kids, all in the hope of a utopia. Don't focus on it because it will make you very angry. Next thing you know, you'll have a radio show. Thank you, Miles. All right. Pat, Chicago. Sean. Yes, Pat. How are you? When I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. I wanted to share with you, when getting ready to head out the door for the day this morning, I caught a snippet on the news that literally made me belt out loud, and I instantly thought two things. The snippet was, hey, the people mover is finally complete. Six years and $3.5 million. I instantly thought it probably could have been completed at a third of the cost and a third of the time, 
And secondly, I wonder what Sean Thompson thinks about this. <laughs> I love the fact that you are thinking about me in the morning. I appreciate that very much. And yeah, and if you thought that was expensive, wait till they pass this boondoggle that they tell you is only going to be $1.75, $1.5 trillion, will really be $6 trillion. Wait till you see how expensive all of those little virtue signaling um improvements to life and general cost because this is how they make the most money of anybody and in the meantime pat i just want more people to recognize it and more people to reject it at every step because that's the only way it's going to stop because you know they, they you laugh know what you know what john honestly you are the one who's exposed this to me and i greatly appreciate your insight on that so thank you thank you pat you made my day thank you very much i truly appreciate the call and you listening uh jim algonquin Hey, hey, Sean. Thank you. Hey, I think everybody's forgotten. You know, a few years ago, didn't all the retailers fix the fix the prescription pricing? You know, Walmart came out with four dollar a month prescriptions, and everybody else followed. And mm-hmm. so I thought prescription pricing was fixed already. No, Schumer's going to fix it now. Sure, he ruined it. <laughs> sure, he was everybody bribed. He was bribed to build the oligopoly <laughs> that we now yeah. pretend is, is is a medical system, and I, you know, I, I make fun of it. But really, what it is 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 the is the example of corporatism, and it could not have it could not exist. This abuse of the American people could not exist if politicians like this did not help them by stealing through Medicare and Medicaid and other government subsidies that they are refusing to reveal, but yet promise to fix at each and every turn. Because what what Chucky Schumer doesn't want you to know and doesn't want the people to know, he's owned. He's owned by the insurance companies, by Big Pharma. They bought and sold this whore like he was on Madison Avenue in the 70s. That's all it is, and it's a shame. And as they pass these utopian dreams, these companies only get richer, the lobbyists only get richer, and Chuck Schumer only gets richer, and we get poorer. Thank you, Jim, for listening. And they keep promise. Boy, this this road to utopia is bumpy. A lot of potholes. When do we get there? Can some Democrats scum with butter hands, who's in a job he hates, doesn't have the courage to make his life better, so he's going to bring everybody else down. Could one of these pansies tell me how long it is before we get to Democrat Soviet utopia? Anybody? Did anybody come up with a policy? Where does it work? Russia didn't work. Cuba doesn't work. Didn't work in all of Eastern Europe. Doesn't work in South America. Doesn't work in Asia. Is it going to work here in America? Sure. Because who's going to bring it home to us? I know who. Well, look, um... Uh Yeah. First of all, the significant reason why prices are up uh-huh. is because of COVID affecting the supply chain. Yeah. Politicians affected the supply chain, you diaper wearing dimwit, you scumbag, low life political whore. You're the reason. 312 642 5600. I love that song. Love it. We love it all. I mean, where can we go wrong? Joe Biden's got a grasp of the economy. <laughs> I can't even say it. He doesn't have a grasp of his diaper. Go ahead, Joe. Fix it for me, Joe. I mean, I know you, I'm not trying to be instructive. I know you know this. Uh-huh. Number one. Number two, um, if you take a look at, uh, you know, gas prices and right. you take a look at... Uh, Oil prices. Uh-huh. Uh, that is a consequence of, thus far, uh-huh. the refusal of uh, of uh, Russia or uh, 
for the OPEC nations to uh, pump more oil. Really stupid? Then why do we have 50% less offshore oil rigs? Stupid. Why are we, in fact, shutting down our production so much so that even shale which costs three times what it costs to, 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 to uh, get oil out of the ground. Three times. Why are they considering going back online? But yet, your government won't let them. See the real problem, Joe? <laughs> Once again, it boils down to the moron you see in the morning when you comb your doll hair that's sewn into your head. Did you and Chucky go to the same doctor? Did you get a twofer? Because you both look awful stupid to me. Um, and we'll see what happens on that score uh, sooner than later. Uh, yeah, we're going to see. Because you're, 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 it's only been 10 months. Feels like 10 years, you moron. But after all, your party will still support you because you're made up of people like this. If you're thinking about putting drugs in someone's drink, don't. Nope. If you can't keep yourself from committing sexual assault, always have a trusted friend by your side. Kevin! Kevin, I really want to rape tonight, Kevin. Can you help me, Kevin? What do I do about the rape? To stop you from committing sexual assault. Thank you, Kevin. If you encounter someone who is drunk, unconscious, or asleep, do not commit sexual assault again. That's a good advice. Don't rape the sleeping woman at the bus stop. Democrats, just when you think dumb can't get dumber, they do. Robert Bloomingdale. Wow, that's all I got to say on that one. What do you think about this congressional district uh, remapping? You need a scorecard to figure this crap out. No, what my, is your opinion? My favorite part is how that weasel, that fraud, Adam Kinzinger, <laughs> announced his retirement as yeah. if he had a district. Hey, liar, stupid lobbyist Kinzinger, you were long gone. Retirement. I mean, really? Preposterous. I think it's rigged because Democrats scum are fixers. They lie and they cheat and they steal. That's their nature. And it's also their base. Mike in Geneva. Hey, Sean. I'm sure Kinsinger is ready to be a lobbyist for the drug companies. Just give him six months. Listen, but, at least you know, now he could put the top down on that 9-11. He's been driving around with a mustache on. At least now he could show his face. He could, he could just show how much money he's been stealing. Go ahead, kid. I can't, I can't watch a TV show without getting inundated with drug commercials. Ask your doctor. Ask your doctor about this thing that you might think you might have, but he'll tell you. What about the side you effects? Know, How many times more no, in yeah, your don't life? Don't worry about the disclaimers, 75% yeah. of the commercial. You know, there's money in it for everybody. It's a shell game. Yeah, I'm paying less for my copays at my at the Osco, but my taxes are going way up, and there's well, plenty of money for and, the drug. Company. And your premium, your company may buffer it. It may get subsidies, whatever the case may be. Your premium's quadrupled. And the other thing that's quadrupled is your deductible. Thank God you're young and you don't, you sound young anyway. Thank God you don't need it. Because if you need your deductible, when something goes wrong, and you remember, my deductible was 500 bucks. So was my premium. Under under the Obama, it's 16,000. Oh, yeah, for sure. I got kids. I'm I'm 50, so trust me, I've seen it. It's crazy. By the way, do you remember when we were kids? You, you, when you would see the, 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 the commercials for aspirin, I never heard the, the words oily or stool put together ever since about three years ago. It's really offensive to me. And I also want to know why the vaccine doesn't come with any disclaimers. It doesn't talk about headaches. It doesn't talk about heart. It doesn't talk about blood clots. It doesn't even talk about oily stools. So I don't know. Listen, I don't believe it unless it's got oily stool after it. What do you think? Trust me. My, my, 
I can't get enough one. Yeah. But my wife, you know, she got, the, she got the first shot. And, you know, she's one of these people that have the unfortunate effects. Her hands get, she has hand pain. Oh. She has foot pain. It's all this kind of stuff yeah. that. Yeah, the view system is collecting some of it. People are not... End of the show and hand pain. It's better than man hands. Look at the positive side. As long as she doesn't develop man hands, that's not good. We'll be back in 21 hours with man hands.